This is Pound in Victory. Well, welcome everybody back to the podcast. I want to greet Christina. Mm-hmm. She's here. Carlos and Lynette. And everybody out there that's listening. We appreciate you following us. and I trust everybody's having a wonderful day in the Lord. Well, I'd like to... Uh, you know, as we start today, um, again, go back to the Bible. The Bible is the source of everything we do. And uh, there are some scriptures we want to kind of read and take apart. So everybody's got a basis for what we're talking about today. And it's got to do with uh, God blessing our lives with the ability to do things and where to speak and call things uh, into being. And the idea of uh, forgiveness. Forgiveness is a powerful thing with God. And, you know, John the Baptist, when he came on the scene, he came preaching, and the very first thing he said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mm-hmm. Now, Jesus, when he went got baptized by John the Baptist, when he had gotten baptized, he went out in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights and fasted and drew nigh to God. And then when he came off the fast, he came into his ministry and the first thing he did was come preaching, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. They both had the same message. And when I read that and it says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, I like to say it this way, it's within reach. It's within reach, everybody's reach. And all we have to do is take it. So God makes it available through the word of God. He gave us everything we needed. The scriptures are there. Mm-hmm. And as we learn them, and we know how to uh, put them into our life and make them work. So we have a passage out of Matthew, I believe. Was it Luke, the first one? Luke. Luke. So we're going to go there, and uh, Christina's going to read out of the King James, are you? <clears throat> yep. Luke 10, 1 through 11. Yeah. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Carry neither purse nor scrip nor shoes and salute no man by the way. And into whatsoever house ye enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if the Son of Peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. If not, it shall turn to you again. And in the same house remain, eating and drinking such things as they give, for the laborer is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house, and into whatsoever city you enter, and they receive you, Eat such things as are set before you, and heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, The kingdom of God is come nigh unto you, but into whatsoever city you enter, and they receive you not, go your ways out into the streets of the same, and say, Even the very dust of your city which cleaveth on us, we do wipe off against you, notwithstanding, be you sure of this, that the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, what I want to point out uh, as we begin to talk about it is the fact that uh, Jesus gave a burst of power to these men. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's 70 and 35 teams he sent out. 
to take the message of God and deliver it to people. Mm-hmm. And he made it very clear that, you know, if they went into somebody's house, you know, and he, they prayed peace over it, and if the peace was allowed to be there, they would sense that and receive it. If it wasn't, they would turn them away and walk away from it. Mm-hmm. But the the thing is, I want people to realize that God just gave them a burst of power to do the mission that he sent them on. Mm-hmm. The people that were filled with the Holy Spirit, that hadn't even happened yet. That was after the death, burial, and the resurrection of Christ mm-hmm. that that experience took place. So these were special messengers that were sent out by God, and that power only lasted as long as he had them out there, and when they come back home, they were done. Mm-hmm. So um, God's done that throughout the Word in the Old Testament. That's how he dealt with people. Yeah. And he could give them orders, give them the power to do it, and then it was done. Mm-hmm. The, so he's given them a taste of what's about to come when, mm-hmm. the, when the resurrection happens. And they can experience this in people's homes. Now, there's another passage that goes along with it down in verses 17 through 20 that we have to hear. Mm-hmm. And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Okay, now, he gave them the power that they could, you mm-hmm. know, tread on serpents, do everything they had to do. And he made it clear to them when they come back, and they were quite happy about it. They said, well, even the powers of hell are subject to us. You know? yeah. And he said, if you're going to rejoice in anything, don't rejoice in that. But rejoice that you'll have your names written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Mm-hmm. That's the most important part. Now, you know, that pertains to everything. Everything completely, you know. When a lot of people, they, you know, if they're going to go into ministry, a lot of people want to be in a healing ministry. Why? You know, it's right out there in the open and everybody can see exactly what's taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people like working in the gifts of, of the power of uh, bringing prophecy and, uh, you know, wisdom, knowledge, those type of things. Those are all gifts of God. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he really doesn't want us to center on the gifts as much as the gift giver. And that's Christ himself. So when these guys went out, they had the power, they did it, they really rejoiced in it. Then he tells them, you know, if you're going to be happy about anything, get your name written down in that book, Mm -hmm. the Lamb's Book of Life, so that you know you're saved. That's the most important part for everybody. Now, I've talked to many people, and uh, even when I've been uh, under attack and physical things going wrong with me, you know, and I have to be at a clinic and, you know, see doctors, you know, I like to express to them, you know, they got great concern for me. They want to take care of me mm-hmm. and make sure I'm well. But at the same time, while I'm seeing them, I tell them I want to make sure they're okay too. Mm-hmm. Because as they take care of me physically, I let them know that the Bible doesn't declare that I can't get into heaven with physical issues. But with an unclean heart, you can't get in there. Mm-hmm. And I like to talk to them about their soul, their salvation, yeah. and let them know that I I want to help them as much as they want to help me. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to know that. And mm-hmm. uh, when that, that power is given out, that, that's the issue with a lot of, a lot of uh, anybody, Christians in general, that 
they want to seek the gifts and the power that God can give. Yeah. But they don't necessarily want the giver of the gifts. Mm -hmm. So uh, that cuts people short. And they don't necessarily even see the power that they could see. Right. And the book of James tells us that we have to walk in humility. Mm-hmm. And he says that God gives more grace to, to the, the humble. humble. Mm-hmm. And that's a very true statement. And I know in my own life, I've had to stay in that state, you know, humbled mm-hmm. before God, you know, so that he can use me also. Now, there's another passage, and I believe that one was in Matthew, wasn't it? Yeah, 18, oh. 21 through 24. Yeah, let's go there. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how oft shall I shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him till seven times? And Jesus, Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him ten thousand talents. Now, what's going on here is the, the the story goes on a little bit. We're going to stop there, though. But, you know, when people come to the idea of forgiveness, mm-hmm. um, that's a hard one for people. Uh, they, they struggle with that because everybody feels justified in not forgiving people because, you know, they've been hurt. You know, things have been nasty. Mm-hmm. And they don't feel that they should have to totally forgive. But Jesus looks at things a lot different. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to be speaking in a moment from personal experience, and I want people to be able to get a basis of Scripture behind what I say so that they can follow me easily mm-hmm. with what I'm going to say person in my personal life. Now, there's another passage that's following up with that, and it would be what? Luke seventeen three through 6. Okay, let's go there. Take heed yourselves, if thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him, and if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. And the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. And the Lord said, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this uh, sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou but be thou planted in the sea and it shall obey you now i I really like that passage um when i when i started reading the bible Mm -hmm. for the first time and i run across these passages they they really ministered to me Mm -hmm. um because you know i when i was seeking my baptism of the holy spirit to get filled Mm -hmm. and my baptism in water i struggled and i struggled hard because even with myself, I had a hard time forgiving myself for some of the things in my past. Mm-hmm. And they all have to be forgiven. Even if it's you're dealing be- between you and another person, between you and God, it doesn't matter. You, yeah. you have to get them all taken care of. Mm-hmm. And I struggled getting the baptism of the Holy Spirit just simply because I could not forgive myself. And that's when the Lord spoke to me and he said, just destroy the old man by water baptism, get mm-hmm. rid of him, get him out of the way. And once I did that, then I was free to go ahead and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is a powerful thing with God, and repentance is a big thing with God. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize how serious it is. So that's why I'm going to share some of the things today. 
Now, when the, when the apostles, I, I really like that passage that you just read because in my reading, I never see another place in the Bible this happen. Mm-hmm. When he set the 70 out there, 35 teams, anointed them with power, they come back pretty giddy about the idea that sub- demons were subject to them. Yeah. Everything they did, the powers of hell had to bow their knee. Mm-hmm. And they got people delivered from demonic forces. They, you know, raised the dead. They got people healed. Everything was going on, and and they were really thrilled about it. Right. But at the same time, while they're doing this, he turns around and starts talking to them about forgiveness of sins. Mm-hmm. And he said, if somebody comes to you and they want forgiveness, do we forgive them seven times in a day? And he said, no, seven times 70. Now, I like doing the math when you do this. 490. You know, 490 times in a day. Now, you just do the math for me, Chrissy. Mm-hmm. When you have 490 times in a day you're supposed to forgive somebody, and let's take out eight hours because you're sleeping. So 16 hours. Now we got 16 hours in a day. So mm-hmm. 16 to 40, 490 divided by 16 is? Almost 31. 31. And and so now we're we're talking an hour, mm-hmm. so that's almost two times, uh, uh, for forgiving every two minutes. Yeah. So the essence of the message is, just walk in forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Just forgive and be done with it. Yeah. Otherwise, every two minutes you have to make an effort to, you know, get forgiveness. There's a lot of people that say, "I'll forgive, but I'll never forget." Yeah, but that's not forgiveness. Right. Yeah, and a lot of you were right. A lot of people think that way because, like, if you think about it in terms of a slate or like a blackboard, you know, like people always say, you get a clean slate. Well, people that were are old enough to have gone to school where there's a blackboard, mm-hmm. there were a lot of times where even after they erased it, you could still see that someone had written there. Yeah, right. But like, he gives you a clean slate. Absolutely. Like, wipes it completely clean. And you could get the blackboard. Like, we always had to be assigned. Like, we had, like, classroom tasks. And, like, it would rotate. And sometimes you'd be, like, the blackboard washer person. You'd have to go get a bucket of water and a sponge and clean it. So it was actually clean. And, like, there was no shadow of what had been written there. Okay. And, like, that's what he does is, for us, is he wipes it completely clean there's no shadow of what was written there now i'm glad you brought that up mm-hmm. i wasn't thinking about it but i'm glad you did because a, a few sessions back in the podcast we were mm-hmm. reading scripture and it talked about the remission of our sins yeah and we brought it out because at that time we were reading out of the king james bible but earlier in the day i had been reading out of the esv because it was in my office and i didn't want to run downstairs mm-hmm. so i was trying to use that yeah but in the passage we were <laughs> looking at it was talking about the remission of our sins. Mm-hmm. And the ESV took remission out and put forgiveness in it. Yeah. And there's a difference between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is, you know, you're forgiven, but the the uh, the results of the sin that you would be talking about is still existing. Right. Now, that's a big deal, you know, because... Uh, right, because it's like if you had a debt and it's forgiven, the debt was still there but it was, they forgave it. Yeah. But you're saying if it's remitted. It's as if it never existed. Right. Those are There's big. no record of it. Exactly. Yeah. 
See, now that's a big, big deal. Mm -hmm. So when somebody takes a Bible and they rewrite it and they take that out, then you know what that does? It, it takes the hope right out of a person's life mm -hmm. that God was trying to give them. Right. He wanted it remitted. He mm -hmm. said, I will remit your sins and get rid of them. Mm -hmm. Now, he's, he's God. If he wants to remit them, he wants to take them you know, and put them in a sea of forgetfulness so that they can never be found or mentioned again. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. But now these people, they, they said to him when he's telling them, you got to forgive seven times 70 in a day. Mm -hmm. We did the math on it. You know, if you're asleep for eight hours, you're ignorant of it. Awake for 16. So 16 times, 16 hours in a day, mm -hmm. that gives you every two minutes you have to be getting forgiveness. Yeah. So we have to get it across to people that you just want to learn to walk in forgiveness like God does. You, you just forgive it. As if, as if it never existed. Mm -hmm. And don't look back at it. Don't bring it up again. And let it go. Otherwise, we have the ability to either release people from judgment on judgment day for things they said and they did, or hold them in contempt and have them punished for it. Yeah. Now, we don't want to have somebody do that to us. Mm -hmm. So we, we want our slate clean. We want it washed. We want to be forgiven of our sins, and God's saying, if you do, then do the same thing. So I was just thinking um, about the whole slate thing and, like, school. I remember the—so I had this one teacher that if you, like, misbehaved, she would write your name on the board. Like, some people would get, like—they would lose recess, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I had some, like, kids in my class who were, like, chronic repeaters, you know? And I remember one time— Joe had the same fourth grade teacher, actually. And, like, she had erased. It was, like, a Monday. So it was, like, the start of a fresh week. Mm -hmm. And one of the kids acted up again. And, like, even though she had erased the board, you could still see his name. And she goes, here we go again. I have to write your name again. Because she could still see the shadow of the previous week. Oh, my. And it's kind of like that's how people treat it. It's like, yeah, I've forgiven you. Sure. But then, the, like, if somebody messes up, they're like, here we go again. <laughs> yeah. You know, now that you brought that up, I, I was just uh, working with somebody a few days ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were uh, discussing anger. Yeah. And anger is that way. And mm -hmm. um, Oswald Chambers, um, uh, he, he's a, quite a christian writer yeah and uh in his writings he talks about anger mm -hmm. right and he said there's two types of anger in the bible one is the type that man uses and one the type god uses mm -hmm. and god's anger is related to uh desert grass and like you light it on fire and it goes up in a hot flame real fast real big mm -hmm. it just whoosh, like it's a like flash it, just like you lit gas up yep and it goes up, but as quickly as it goes up, it burns out and goes down and disappears. Mm -hmm. And that's the anger that Jesus had. Yeah. Okay. But the anger of men, it's like that that's on a stove where Seeds. you keep it down on low. Mm -hmm. So that if you want to fire it up again, it's already yeah. hot. All you got to do is turn the heat up. Mm -hmm. And it's right there. It's an underlying thing. Exactly. Yeah. So we, we have that two different types of anger, you know, and, and we're also talking about forgiveness and how mm -hmm. man handles it and how god wants it handled yep so we have to go god's way with that one 
Mm-hmm. If we don't want to be judged with it, we don't want to judge somebody else with it. Right. And it's, it, is it easy? Only in God. Mm-hmm. Only in God. Man, man doesn't have that ability on his own. No. You really have to have God in your spirit mm-hmm. to be able to do that. So we want to encourage people of that, you know, to get born again, get the spirit of God on the inside yeah. of you so you got that help. What, what passage did we leave off with? Well, the next one is uh, Matthew five twenty three through 25. Okay, let's go there. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Agree with thine adversary quickly, whiles thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Wow. Okay. Now, um, forgiveness. Forgiveness is really something. When mm-hmm. when we, um, that first part of that verse said, when you bring a gift to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like to take people there because of this. If we're going to give God a gift, about the only thing we can really bring him is worship. Yeah. Because he owns everything. Mm-hmm. He owns the gold, the silver, the cattle on a thousand hills, the hills that you stand on, everything. He, right. It's his. And then he gives us stewardship over life. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we get a, a, a portion of life given to us and whatever life we're in, you're in one, I'm in one. Yep. And we're given stewardship over what we do mm-hmm. to see if we can glorify God with our life. And with that, we, we have this uh, unique ability to uh, forgive people of sins. Mm-hmm. Because he said, if you have aught against anybody or anybody has aught against you, he said, you can't give me a gift. And all we can do is worship him. That's the only gift we can really bring. Yeah. So he said, lay the gift down. Mm-hmm. Go back and make things right between you and that other person. Mm-hmm. And then I can uh, forgive you of your sins and receive your gift. That's really powerful. Mm-hmm. And I hope people listen are listening and they pay attention to this. Yeah. Because if you want the blessings of God in your life, mm-hmm. you cannot hold people out from them. Right. And judge them greater and worse than God would judge you. Right. If he's ready to forgive your sins and give you the clean slate and bring you into the holiest of holies, you don't want to hold somebody else out. Mm -hmm. Now there's a little passage in there that I'm going to talk about in a little bit, and that's getting delivered to their judge. Yeah. And I'm going to tell a story about my own life, and Mm -hmm. you don't want to go there. Yeah. You know, you don't want to get to that place. Mm -hmm. And... um, I know there's another man of God that wrote a book out there, and anybody can look it up, you know. It's called Courts of Heaven. Mm-hmm. It's a good book. And if anybody's born again of the Spirit of the living God, you start to understand that your courtroom is there with him. Yeah. And you want your cases judged by him, not some judge on earth, mm-hmm. but by God himself. All right. Is that so, the guy that was on Sid Roth? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Another thing to always think about is this that you're burdened down with it, you're struggling with it, and there's a big, big chance that other person's going through life not thinking about it. And you're hauling the weight of it. 
So you really want to get rid of it. You want to get forgiveness of your sins. You want to forgive them and move on in life because yeah. it's a lot healthier. Spirit, soul, and body, it's a lot healthier. So the last passage <laughs> we're going to read is what? Matthew six fourteen and 15. Yeah. Um, for if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Now that's powerful. And Jesus is the one speaking. Yeah. And he's telling us, the Son of God is telling us, mm -hmm. that if we can't forgive another person, God can't forgive us. Yeah. If you hold, hold aught in your heart for people. I was listening to a minister one day a couple months ago, and he was um, he's kind of a comical guy. And he said, wouldn't it be neat if we could come up with an aught spray? An ought spray, like yeah. off, but ought. Uh, yeah. And just spray and get rid of the ought. That's funny. <laughs> then he laughed about it for a while, and he said, well, we, I guess we already got that. God gave it to us uh, through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's that's true. God gives us the ability and the power through his spirit mm -hmm. to, you know, because if you look at it seriously, Jesus, the last thing he said on the cross, as he's taken everybody's sin and sickness and disease on it, he said, Father, forgive them yeah, because they don't know what, know what they're doing, mm -hmm. talking about people. So he's, he's pleading a case for forgiveness for the people that hung him on the cross mm -hmm. and saying they, they really don't know what they're doing, Father. Please forgive them. Yeah, And he's forgiving them as he's dying. Mm -hmm. So if he can do it, he wants to give us the strength and the ability to do it also. Yeah. Now, forgiveness is a very powerful thing with God. And, and we've got enough scripture right there. Mm -hmm. through today's message to give people the unction to get straight with God. Yeah. You want to be forgiven, you got to forgive. You want to bring God a gift, you got to you got to make it right with other people. Mm -hmm. You can't worship him. He can't receive it. And these things are very strict and very strong. So I encourage everybody to do it. Now, I want to drop back and I want to say that you know, one point in my life, I was struggling. I was struggling to stay alive. Mm -hmm. I was dying. And I went to doctors and I found out what was wrong and I was praying directly against that, what they diagnosed me with. But it was still going on, still hanging in there. And it wasn't until late in the process of this whole thing, and now I've already lost over 100 pounds and you know my hair was falling out, my vision was going, I, mm -hmm. I was really, really in bad shape. Yeah. And I didn't take any medical treatment because I was believing God for the restoration of all things. Mm-hmm. And I kept telling myself, I could take more. I can take more. Now, in the process of that, all of a sudden one night, I was seeing a vision of Christ and going to the cross to die. And before he got there, they beat him in the courtyard, and they beat him so severely his mm -hmm. bones were protruding, the flesh was torn, blood was pouring out. But before that, they threw a crown of thorns on his head, mm -hmm. you know, mocking his king as he's king of the kings, you know, and and the king of Jerusalem and all that, and they're mocking him, so they take this crown of thorns and shove it into his head, and the blood starts right from his head, trickling down his face and the back of his head and his hair, and he's getting soaked with blood. Yeah. And later in life, you know, several years after I got saved, I, you know, I'm seeing all this, and, I'm, and it's really ministering to me, you know, because when they put the crown of thorns in, he started bleeding from the top of his head, for people's restoration and their healing of uh, demonic forces with depression, oppression, things like that. Mm -hmm. He didn't start just at his back. 
for the physical healing, he started for mental anguish that people go through, mm -hmm. that they can be delivered of it. Right. So he delivered us from everything. Mm -hmm. And then he took the sins of humanity on him, like we just talked about, and he's getting forgiveness for us mm -hmm. that we don't have to be punished and, and guilty for our sins. So he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. And here, here we are struggling, you know, to make this work. Yeah. So I'm dying. Doctors told me I was. They didn't even give me any hope to make it over two weeks. But it went on at least a month or month and a half after that that I was still struggling. But then in that vision one night, I seen the thing, same thing repeatedly night after night. I would see Jesus taken to the courtyard, going through everything he went through, ripping his beard out with their bare hands, spitting on him, you know, beating him, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then I'd say, I'd say to myself, well, I can, I can take more. He took more. Well, I really couldn't take it. I mean, I was dying, <laughs> mm -hmm. and I was about at my end. But I kept telling myself that. And then one night, everything went a step further. I, I was seeing the same vision all, all over. Every night, same thing. I would see him getting beaten and everything. And this mm -hmm. time, my vision went a step further. And they took him, and they hung him on the cross. And when I, this time at night, when I was going through this, and the pain was excruciating, I was suffering so bad, but I seen they were checking Jesus to see if he was dead. Mm -hmm. And normally, their normal procedure is to shatter a shin bone with a club. Mm -hmm. And if they winced, they knew they were still alive. And then they wait, and when they thought they were dead, they'd go back and shatter the other one. But the Bible prophecy was in the Old Testament about the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus in Isaiah. It said there would never be a broken bone with him. Hmm. And it was already prophetically spoken in the Old Testament. So when it took place, they didn't do the same thing with Jesus they did normally. But a soldier walked up with a spear and shoved it in his side and punctured it to see if there was any life left in it. Mm -hmm. And they found there was none. But when they shoved that spear into his side up under his rib cage, it went in. So I'm visual, visibly seeing this in a vision at night. And the spear was so dull, it went way up under before it punctured. Mm. Now, I don't know if it was that way or not. That's the way I seen it. Because the thing was so dull, and it was back in, you know, Bible days. Right. It wasn't like they had a sharp metal spear that they were using. And the thing went in, and it pushed flesh way up under his rib cage before it punctured, and then he jerked it out, and the water and blood gushed out of that wound. Now, years before that, several years before that, when I got saved, I was reading a magazine. Mm -hmm. And in that magazine, there was two spirit-filled doctors that were discussing the crucifixion. And they said in that article that they believed that Jesus did not die from the beating on his back, suffocation from hanging on the cross, or any of those things. Mm -hmm. He died from a exploded heart before he died. Otherwise, water and blood would have never come out the wound together. Hmm. So he died of a broken heart for humanity. And when I seen that that night, after several years of reading that, all of a sudden everything flashed before me. Boom, boom, boom. That article, and then the faces of two people that came and railed on me and my wife for something that we were not guilty of. And the moment that happened, God showed me those two faces. And he told me, and I never looked it up before, and he told me 
the scripture that you read a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And he said, agree with your adversary quickly, lest you end up in his courtroom and not mine. Right. And the moment that happened, it was on a Friday night going into Saturday morning. And sometimes it took me an hour, hour and a half to get dressed because I was in such excruciating pain. I'd have to one step at a time, try to get my pants on and get my shoes on. And Mm -hmm. it'd take me so long every, every single time because I was hurting so bad. And I couldn't take anything for it. Nothing would relieve the pain I was in. And then the Lord had taken me to those scriptures and I read them. Agree with your adversary quickly lest you end up in his courtroom. Yeah. So I went to the people that I had this problem problem with and I found one of them and I talked to him and now I, this is what I did. I went and asked for forgiveness for offending him. Mm-hmm. Because that's why they were railing, you know, that we did something. Yeah. I never knew what they were talking about. I wasn't guilty of it, and neither was my wife. But, mm-hmm. but, but this is what I had to do. I had to get forgiveness of them, so I said, I apologize for offending you. Yeah. And I'd never done that before. So I, I said, I'm very sorry for offending you, and I want to know if you'll forgive me. And the first one embraced me, and we wept together, you know, and mm-hmm. everything was good. When I found the other one, I did the same thing. And he didn't receive it, but I had done what I did according to the Lord. Yeah, you were just called to be obedient. That's all we're ever called to do. Yes. Is obedient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I was obedient. I You're not responsible it. for the response. No, not at all. That's between them and God. Yep. So I did what I did, and I walked away from it. Mm-hmm. And in, almost instantly, my blood started to purify. And my healing took place. My weight started coming back on. My vision came back. My hair started growing. Everything. Mm -hmm. And I I did exactly what the Lord said. Now, I'm going to cut this short for the sake of time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when that happened, I traveled around the world ministering. Yeah. And when I was in places like Poland and Russia and Haiti and places, I took that message to people. Yeah. And if they ask me, what how they had to get to heaven i said well the first step i'd take is forgiveness mm-hmm. you know because you you can't forgive you can't be forgiven and right. it is so powerful so i went i went around the world with that message i was in a prison in russia mm-hmm. that nobody had ever been in before and it was all um what do you call it uh maximum security yeah maximum security people that were never going to see freedom ever yeah but they needed freedom in their souls. Mm-hmm. And we were, as far as I know, uh, that general told us we were the first foreigners that ever stepped foot in a prison in Russia. Hmm. And uh, when we got done ministering and I shared my testimony there, all but one prison, or prisoner came to, down to the front to get Bibles and prayer. Wow. Because they were all harboring ill feelings about somebody. And they all came down for prayer to get help. Hmm. You know, And the moment that happened in that prison, you know what came to me? Mm. When the apostles said to Jesus, increase our faith, <laughs> mm. you know, because they went out casting out devils, healing people, getting people delivered to demons. They were all happy about it. Jesus said, make sure your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. Don't get happy about that, but be happy if you get saved. Mm. And it all goes back to forgiveness. You can't be saved unless you're forgiven. You can't forgive you're forgiven unless you forgive and it's a very important asset to have in your life so you know everybody's the same way there's no exceptions 
nobody's going to trespass on the way God already did things, and he's got them set up. So I, w- I want to encourage people, if you're holding out against anybody, please, 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 you know, get it right between you and God. You know, get it right between you and that person. Even if they don't receive you, do what you're supposed to do, and then let God handle the rest. And I have one more I want to try to quickly throw in here. So this man um, I ended up seeing, it's on one of the earlier pro- podcasts. You can go back and pick up the entire story. But there was a man that was walking in total unforgiveness, and I spent, oh, I don't know, maybe five hours at that rest area. Yeah. Not knowing who I was going to talk to until the guy actually walked up to my truck. Mm-hmm. And I ended up in an encounter with him. And lo and behold, I thought it was a totally different subject that I was going to deal with, and it wasn't. It just took me off guard. And here, the guy was forcing me to give him my idea or trick that people had to do to get into heaven. I told him I don't have tricks. He said, everybody does. Every preacher has them. He said, tell me your trick. What do I have to do to jump through it to get into heaven? Mm -hmm. And God quickened it to me to give my testimony about the forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And I gave it to him. And I'm telling you, that man broke, and he was having a real bad time. And he was only driving truck because of an unforgiveness that he was harboring. Mm -hmm. And he started breaking down. He must have been in his mid to upper 50s. And he cried, cried, and cried out there in that rest area. And he asked me to go with him to a phone where he called the person that he was in out with Mm -hmm. and asked him to forgive him for what he did. Yeah. And he said, I'm done driving truck. I don't belong out here. I was only driving to get away from this. And he said, I got to go home. You know, and he told the company that he worked for, he was turning around, bringing the truck back. But he was going home to make things right. And, you know, I I was totally caught off guard. I didn't know that's where we were going when I pulled into that rest area. But I'm telling you, it forgives, uh, forgiveness sets people free. Mm -hmm. But you got to be willing to let it go. And do it God's way. Right. Forgiveness is a great, great thing. It's needed by everybody. And I encourage you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray over every soul listening. Father, that you'll minister to them by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, if they're not born again, I ask, Lord, I ask because you've done it in the past. You've done it for 2,000 years to put at least an anointing of uh, Holy Ghost upon them that it will turn them around and make them come to you. Glory to God, that they'll seek you out of all the trash that's in this world and all the hurt, pain, and suffering. Father, put the anointing there to get them on the right track, to start seeking you, that, Father, they can be forgiven and they can make heaven their home. Mm -hmm. And, Lord, I know, I know how desperate those people are. I was there. I was on a deathbed. I know that people need you in this time. So, Father, please, I, I plead with you, Reach out and touch them by the power of the Holy Ghost. Bring them in. Sweep them in. Whatever it takes, Father, that they can walk in the streets of gold one day and be totally cleansed of all this anger and issues behind it. Mm -hmm. Father, I thank you and I praise you for bringing this message out to people in the name of Yahshua the Messiah. Amen and amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful afternoon.